Part 1. 1. Scott Hanover did not stand on ceremony when visiting Eastern Manor. In fact, no one at the manor could remember a time when he had done more than wave himself inside. Perhaps this was due to his boyish charm, or the warmth of his smile, or the undeniable truth that he was held in open affection by Miss Easton, and therefore all her staff. As far as the Easton staff was concerned, she was their darling, one they had watched grow from infancy. They had become quickly accustomed to young Scott and Felicia playing as toddlers together, as their mothers enjoyed tea, and from there the two babes developed a comfortable and cosy friendship as they grew into young adults. So it was with ease that Scott marched past Dasset into the open hall and called in stentorian accents, Flip, you zany! Where the deuce are you? He waited only for a moment of silence to advance before he turned to the elderly but stately retainer and asked amiably, Where has she gone off to now? She was supposed to meet me by the pike twenty minutes ago. Dasset sighed and shook his head. Something dreadful has happened, sir. It was the morning mail. Dreadful, you say? The morning mail? Scott's dark blonde brows arched with surprise over his fine blue gaze. What mean you? Where is she? Miss Felicia was overset by something she received in the morning mail. Dasset attempted once more to explain. You and Miss Felicia, I know, are close, so you might know better than I where she went off to. Scott knew the last two years had been difficult for Felicia. She had lost her father more than twenty-three months ago, and it had been sudden. The doctor couldn't even name what had taken him. Shortly after that, her stepmama had taken ill and died. Felicia had always told him she was sure her stepmama had fallen ill and died from a broken heart. She had been close to both of her parents, and it had been a sad shock to lose them, one immediately after the other in this way. Scott had stood beside her throughout this ordeal. He was only a few months older than she, and both were still so young. He had already turned one and twenty, but she had about two months before she would attain her majority. He thought about this as he contemplated the butler and demanded, "'What, dash it, dash it, was in the mail?' That is just it, we don't know. Dasset sighed heavily. Miss became very agitated and ran out of the house. Who was the letter from? Scott was like a dog with a bone he was bent on having. From the Duke of Somerset, replied Dasset. Good Lord, exclaimed Scott, putting a hand through his uncovered blonde locks. What could her supposed guardian want now? He's never bothered with Flip before now. All she ever got from him was some curt message after her stepmama's funeral. He frowned darkly. I am sorry, sir. I didn't see, offered Dasset sadly. Then he brightened. I don't think, however, that she took her horse. Did she not? Right then, I know where she went, Scott said, moving with some determination towards the door. It didn't take him long to make his way to where he was sure his friend would be. When he caught sight of her, he stopped for the fraction of a moment to measure her mood. Felicia, whom he had always called Flip, looked like no more than a hoyden of a girl, sitting with her knees pulled up to her chin, under a worn day-gown of faded blue muslin. Green grass whipped in the wind all around her, and he thought for just one moment that she looked a veritable child. Yet as he watched her long, lovely black hair fly around her face,
and as she turned those bright green eyes to him, it occurred to him that she wasn't a child any longer, but a beautiful young woman. He sighed for it, because he rather thought he would always prefer the hoyden to the young woman she would soon, of necessity, become. Felicia hugged her calves, unaware that her friend was presently making his way through the tall grass to her. She had been quite overset, and had nearly sobbed over her dilemma. She looked down at her simple gown of blue muslin, and at her feet encased in comfortable but well-worn boots, and sighed. If anyone was to take her seriously, one day soon she would really have to dress more like a lady. The news she had just received was an example of how she would be treated like a wayward child otherwise. And she wasn't. How could she bear it? That awful man was coming to take her away from her home. No doubt marry her off to some horrid person just to be rid of her. At least that was what his letter had hinted at.